passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, Now, up to to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm Brett Boone, and today on the program, we've got a special guest to break down everything we've seen so far in the postseason. Uh, He's a five-time All-Star the five-time Silver Slugger and uh, Cleveland legend. Ladies and gentlemen, Albert Bell. Albert, thanks for coming on the program. How you guys doing? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, I was hoping that a, um, a playoff game was today. I was excited. You know, there's been some exciting games. Uh, the, the series ended early, and I was looking forward to a game starting today. But, uh, you know, I guess I have to wait another day. <laughs> We're going to kick it off tomorrow. We're going to kick it off tomorrow. I want to start it off this way. We both have played in the postseason. And for you, what was your experience about turning it on and turning it off? I'm referring to the teams. We've got five teams, Albert. we got the Orioles, Tampa Bay, Dodgers, Braves, and Brewers. We're the top five teams in baseball this year at 162, how many games they want. They're all sitting at home on the couch with me and you tomorrow watching these games. So as a hitter, was it easy to turn it on and off for you? Because we're kind of creatures of habit. We like we play every day, and that's what right. we do. All-star break, if you don't make an all-star team, well, then you got a few days off. But other than that, it's just postseason. If you sweep somebody, you got to wait three or four days. Give me your 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 take on that. Well, the, the thing about um, the playoffs is, you know, like you said, during the regular season, you have your regular routine – you know, you you love playing every day, um, you know, makes it an off day here and there. But when you look at, you know, like the Braves and the Dodgers, 
they had, you know, now they have the series where you have the one and two seed get all these days off. And at the time, you know, they were playing some pretty good baseball. Uh, you know, the Braves were the hottest team. Uh, and I think this break just kind of cooled them off. They just kind of seemed out of sync. And uh, that's the one thing you don't want to happen, you know, when it's time for the playoffs is to be out of sync. And, uh, you know, it just kind of threw them out of rhythm. And, um, you know, their top hitters struggled. And, uh, you know, that's why they're at home. It's amazing to me. The four, the four teams that did have the bye in the first round, the only one left standing is the Astros. The other three went by the wayside. Well, you know what? I was, I was watching. It surprised me, but, um, you know, the Astros have the experience. Uh, you know, they've been to the ALCS. It's pretty much almost the same group of guys. Um, you know, Carrera left. Uh, but pretty much those guys have been there. They have the experience, so they kind of know what it takes. Uh, to keep themselves ready, it probably you know it's probably taken a few years, you know, for to get them to get their routine down. Um, I'm, I didn't hear if they were playing inter squad games. They were probably uh, you know taking a lot of batting practice, ground balls, uh, probably getting treatments. Uh, you know, this time of the year, everybody's a little banged up, a little sore, just trying to uh, you know get to 100, you know, 100 percent and be ready for the playoffs. I don't know about you, but for me, I mean, we we. You know, we work out in the off season, so we got a long time to hone it in. We're getting ready for spring training, but that first and and being an infielder, a middle infielder, I could take ground balls in the off season, go to the gym, work out as much as I want, but it never replaced that game time activity playing real competition. I always had that first day. Well, wow, my legs are sore. I couldn't recreate that in the off season. Same with hitting. I mean, we can hit all off season, all winter, feel great. Sometimes I come into spring training get-go sometimes it took me a little time how about you you know what you 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 know I always felt good coming into spring training um you know I knew I was in great shape but then once baseball starts then you have to kind of get into baseball shape uh you you know you're kind of used to the go 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 in the offseason and then uh you know have you have a lot of downtime uh you have a lot of instruction uh, you have a lot of stress on fundamentals. I mean, we were doing fundamentals, uh, base running. We were doing base sliding, uh, cutoffs, uh, pickoffs and relays. And it was just a lot of um, communication that was going on. So, it, you know, it, it, it took about a couple of weeks for, you, you know, your body to kind of get used to it. And then, you know, you're ready for the games to start. And I remember most of my spring trainings, uh, I think not until um, I got to the Orioles in 99 and 2000 that I had more than one day off in spring training. Uh, there was a couple of times where there were some long bus rides and I was given the option um, of not going and I, I stayed behind, but I made sure I got double the work done, um, you know, with hitting, with, um, you know, conditioning, with weight training and stuff. So. Uh, but that was the, the great thing about spring training. You know, you, you got a chance to to uh, play and you got a chance to get your body in shape every day. And I noticed that um, about the hitters now, especially out here in Arizona, is they don't like to go to the away games. And I just thought that was a great time to see pitchers that you may see during the season. And you're basically getting free, you know, a free audition to face them, um, 
you know, to see what they're working on, uh, to see what's working. You know, maybe in the offseason they're trying a new pitch, maybe, you know, a curveball or slider change up. But uh, And then sometimes you get a chance to see some of their top pitching prospects that may come up. But uh, it was just a free time. It was a great time to see, you know, free pitchers and, and get some experience. And, and then you just never know. Um, you know, you may see them later on during the year. I think that's a great point because <clears throat> how many times, and, and when I'm asked this question, I'm sure you're asked it. <clears throat> Once you're in the big leagues and you're established and you've been around for a while, we know all the pitchers. You know, if we're in the American League, we pretty much know all the American League pitchers. You know, I, I might have uh, Pedro Martinez tonight. Yeah, he's no walk in the park. It's not fun a lot of times facing him. But I'll tell you what, I know him. And, I, and I'm familiar with them. The scariest thing for me, and I, and I tell people when they ask, for a big league hitter is the unknown. Well, this kid's their hot prospect. He's coming up from AAA, and uh, he's starting tonight. Well, we don't – could we get some video on him? We don't have any video. For don't me, have any video, yeah. that was like, oh, my gosh, that's a nightmare. I'd much rather face Pedro or Randy Johnson. At least I know what I'm getting and what I can expect. The unknown was, like I said, scary for me. Yourself. And, and the, uh, going back to another point is, um, you know, we used to be, you know, in the early 90s where you were just strictly American League, played American League, you know, pitchers. Uh, then when, you know, interleague started, then, you you know, you wanted, you know, a chance to see pitchers from the other league because they might get traded or you might see them later on in interleague play. So, uh, but that was uh, true about uh you know, facing a guy like you've never seen before. You don't see him uh, until he gets out on the mound, and then you'll see his velocity. Um, you know, if he's, you know, what's he featuring? Uh, you know, what's he want to throw? But uh, hopefully, you're not the first batter, uh, you know, to face the guy. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, a, a couple of hitters or a couple of innings, you know, you kind of get a book on the guy. But, um, you know, like you said, I'd, I'd rather face guys I've had plenty of at bats. Uh, and I didn't know this is a buddy of mine brought this up that I had the most at bats I had off of was Roger Clemens in the big leagues. I had 92 at bats and I, I just knew it was like, okay, I know exactly what he was going to be trying to do. And, um, you know, I had some success and, you know, he got me, I got him, but I knew it was always going to be a battle. Uh, I wasn't, you know, expecting to, to see him, you know, load management where he's not, you know, playing this week because of something. Uh, he pretty much, you know, made every start, you know, uh, until later in his career when he got a little banged up. But, you know, you pretty much know I was going to face, uh, you know, Roger Clemens and and I was going to get, um, you know, some good fastballs to hit and I hit some and I missed some. Yeah. And we're going to cover this a little bit later on in, in the podcast. I mentioned the Astros. They were able to take that by and still win in their first round. Uh, the Rangers, and I don't know if you were following them late in the late in the season, Albert. I was. They they had four games to play to end the season against the Seattle Mariners, who were fighting. The Mariners basically had to sweep them just to get a position in the postseason. Rangers right. had to split to basically uh, <clears throat> win the division. They end up losing three out of four to to the Seattle Mariners. They get bumped on game one sixty two, and they go from winning the division, having a bye, and having home field 
to, we got to get on a plane and go to Tampa Bay. Well, they end up going to Tampa Bay, beating them two games quick, and and then finishing up this last three-game set uh, with another sweep. Talked to Bochi earlier uh, earlier in the day, and, and he mentioned, he said, Booney, I'll tell you what, I was mad for a minute once we lost that final game. I was planning on going back to Texas. He was talking about we had to fly over Dallas to go to Tampa Bay, and we were supposed to be sleeping in our own beds that night. It's worked out for them so far. They're going to be matched up against the Astros. That's going to be our first game uh, tomorrow. Did you follow that down the stretch, those, that, uh, that Ranger ball club? Well, yeah, I knew, I knew the Rangers were in, uh, you know, first place most of the season. Um, you know, they had some, uh, you know, some surprising good pitchers. I know, I think John Gray got hurt. Uh, Scherzer got banged up and they kind of went through this down spell. But um, that is the great thing about a Bruce Bochy is like he's had the experience. Uh, so he knows how to rally the troops. Uh, they didn't get down. But, you know, when you play 162 games, you're going to have some, you know, some bad points. But you definitely don't want to be playing bad in September. Uh, but I think they lost um, first place for a few days and they had to battle back. Uh, but I think everybody wasn't really paying attention to the Astros and they just kept trudging along and then they got hot. And the next thing you know, um, you know, they ended up in first place. So, uh, you know, two great teams, uh, you know, two great old school managers. Uh, you see all the saber metrics managers are at home uh, for some <laughs> reason, for some reason, you know, saber metric kind of works during the season. But then, you know, the, the playoffs is a totally different animal. You can't, you can't write out a script. I know the Dodgers like to do that. You can't just follow the, you know, the, the strict sabermetrics. You have to see what the guy on the mound is doing. He pretty much dictates everything. And, and I'm, I'm predicting this because I watched the Diamondbacks uh, last game. And the, the the last gentleman they pitched, they let him pitch. You know, he's a young kid, rookie. He pitched 42 fought. pitches. Fought. Uh, fought. Uh, he went four innings. Um, and, you know, he was had his stuff working. And you didn't even pitch this guy to see if he could go six innings. You know, I, since I'm out here in Arizona, uh, I think he had been going like four, five, maybe five and a third. Um, you know, giving some good innings, but now he was feeling good. You know, the adrenaline was going. Um, you know, you could have let this guy pitch, you know, 75 pitches. He probably could have gotten, uh, you know, six innings in, and then you will have a better idea what to expect in the future. But now we don't know what he can do after 42 pitches because I've watched him pitch, you know, pretty much all year, and he's basically going, you know, four or five innings. So that that kind of decision is is going to eventually bite you in the playoffs because I know uh, they mentioned Tory mentioned that uh, he thought the guy coming in was a better matchup, um, you know, for certain hitters. But you know, I don't believe in that. The, the guy said he had his his sinker and his changeup working, and and that's always a good um, combination to ride as as far as you can. You know, you never know. Maybe the guy would have gone seven innings. I mean, he had the Adrenaline, you know, going and, uh, you know, there was motivation to beat the Dodgers and, and close them out. But, you know, we'll never know. You talk about adrenaline and that's that's another point. I've been on a lot of teams, Albert, where 
and this is back before there were six spots in each league to go to the playoffs. I've been on a lot of teams where you get to September 1st, you're in fourth place, and you know that season's over. you got to find a way uh, to get up in the morning and find something to play for, where it's personal numbers, wherever it may be. But the, but the years that I was in it and I ended up getting to the postseason with the team I was with, there wasn't a problem with adrenaline. You know, they talk about the dog days of summer and, and September sometimes can be limping in. But once you get to that postseason, it feels that adrenaline kicks in, that national anthem's playing. You know you're in the playoffs. For me, I always felt like I had more energy than I did the first day of spring training. Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, even even after the long season, um, you know, once the playoffs start, you know, you don't feel your aches and pains. Uh, you're ready to go. and But the the stress level kind of goes up because you know, like, every pitch matters. Like, you know, is this the pitch that's going to, you know, the, the pitcher delivers to get this guy out or turn a double play and kind of get some momentum going. Um, so you don't know, but uh, that was a great thing about the playoffs. And then if you go back and look at, you know, some of these games, you know, there's a pitch or two here and there. Um, that, you know, that costs some of these guys, you know, games. And, um, you know, so you can't take any pitch off and you can't take any game off. You just have to keep your foot on the gas and you have to, you know, don't feel sorry for anybody. You just kick everybody's butt and and, and just keep rolling through them. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I think your first trip, and you end up going to the World Series, that great Cleveland team in 1995. Uh, you got beat by the Braves. Uh, what do you remember about that? Um, you know what? We um, we were basically a steamroller that year. I mean, we were pretty much um, – you know, rolling over everybody. And the, the main the main reason that got us going is because Mesa be, Jose Mesa became the closer. And that kind of solidified the bullpen. And then, you know, everybody rolled, kind of got defined. Uh, you know, the starters, uh, you know, we had some, some veteran starters. We had some young starters. But we knew uh, we were good enough to score runs. And it was just a matter of, you know, how good our, our starting pitching w- would become. And, and they did a phenomenal job. And they felt confident knowing that, you know, hey, these guys are going to score four, five, six runs. You know, I got to I got to go out there and throw up some goose eggs. You know, we, we like to score early in the game. We, we like scoring in the first and second inning. And once you do that, you put pressure on the other team. And then it's harder for them to come from behind. Um, and then there was a few games – um, you know, where we came from behind and, you know, it was, it was magical. Uh, it seemed like there was a, a different hero, like every night, whether it's a pitcher, starting pitcher, uh, closer, middle reliever, um, a, you know, infielder, outfielder, catcher, you know, utility player. Uh, the thing about it is like everybody wanted to play. We all rooted for each other. And we knew we had a great team, and we pretty much stayed healthy, which was a big key for the whole year. Uh, we made a couple acquisitions um, at the All-Star break, and, and we went through the playoffs. And, uh, you, know, we, we beat, uh, you know, we beat the Red Sox. Uh, you know, we definitely had some, 
um, you know, some anger toward the Red Sox because I knew it was coming down to the MVP vote between me and Mo Vaughn. And, uh, you know, I was kind of, you know, word on the street was like Mo was going to win MVP. So I'm like, okay. So uh, he didn't get a hit. Uh, <laughs> we, we, I, don't, I don't know how many times we struck out him and, and Conseco, but he didn't get a hit. And um, I came up with some big clutch hits. And, uh, you know, we, we swept them and, uh, you know, went to uh, Seattle and, and we had to battle, uh, you know, the big guys they had there. And, uh, you know, it was a great series. Uh, we, I think we won that in six games. And uh, we beat Randy Johnson that last game. And then we went to uh, the World Series against the Braves. And the, the main thing uh, we knew like the way they pitched is they're going to get the calls off the plate. So, I mean, like basically we were, we were hanging over the plate because we knew they were going to give them a little bit on the outside corner. And, and even when we were on top of the plate, we were like, bro, like we can't, we tell umpires, we, we can't hit that. I mean, like we'll swing at it if it's close, but that's, that's not even close. Like, you know, you got to bring it in and, uh, or, or if you're going to do that, give it to our pitcher, you know, you know, cause our pitchers can go out there and do the same thing. And, uh, you know, so, you know, you tip your hat, you know, and I was surprised that it was an American league umpire. I know Joe Brinkman, um, had a big strike zone, um, with the national league pitchers on the mound. And I was kind of surprised at that, but, um, uh, you know, I'm not going to make excuses. Uh, they came up you know, with some clutch hits, you know, at, at, at times um, they had, a, you know, real good pitching staff and, you know, they beat us in six games. So uh, obviously we would have liked to have given the opportunity to meet them the next year, but uh, we tinkered with our um, player personnel and chemistry and uh, we just weren't the same. We were out of sync, even though we, we came back and won 99 games, but we just weren't the same because we were getting beat by left-handed pitchers. Uh, we, uh, we had a, you know, we won 99 games, but we had a losing record against left-handed starters. So we knew as soon as we got in the playoffs, we played the Orioles and, and David Wells, you know, shoved it up our butts, you know, two games and we were going home packing. You talk about postseason. It is a different atmosphere in all your experience playing with guys against guys, watching games, you know, in today's, in 2023, some guys really tend to shine. Some guys are known for their postseason accolades. Some guys aren't. Do you think it gets too big for some guys? I think it does. I mean, um, you know, I think it's easy when you're in your home park and you're playing in front of a sellout crowd and they're all cheering for you. I think it's easy to, to, to be successful. But then when you go on the road and you got that crowd rooting against you, um, you know, like the Braves and Philly this time around, it just seemed like they were a totally different Braves team. Um, you know, I saw Strider, his, his last, um, you know, his last few pitches when he was trying to hump up and throw it by Costi Castellano. And I knew he wanted to throw a high fastball, you know, when he got to two strikes and he just left one, not as high and he hit it out and that was, you know, he hit a home run, but you could see where the moment kind of got to him. And, you know, he, I think he went over three. I think he went over three in the, uh, in the playoffs. So, 
you know, you look back at his season, he, he won 20 games, you know, phenomenal uh, season. And, you know, to, to lose like that after phenomenal season, and then they're probably going to say he's not even going to win the Cy Young, which I think is, is bull crap anyway, because, uh, you know, it's hard to win, you know, 20 games. But, you know, for the most part, for, you know, some of those players, I, I think at home it's easy to excel. I, I think it's, you know, when you got the fans cheering for you. Um, but I, I personally, I love going to a hostile crowd. I mean, give me your, give me your best shot. I mean, they, they, you know, they tell me I sucked and this and that. And, um, but the, the, the best moment is when you come up with a big hit or hit a home run and the whole stadium is quiet, you know, then, you know, I got my revenge. Yeah. I look at this Baltimore Orioles team. They won 101 games. Obviously, it's great to see the Orioles. We haven't heard from them in recent history. And to emerge with some of these young, really good players, uh, I think they're going to be good for a while now in, in the years years ahead. But I look at that postseason, and I thought, it's really going to be tough for them because I looked at their roster, and there's little to no postseason experience. No, no experience. How, how important do you think that experience it is, it is in the postseason? And how important is it? Well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to let you answer that one. And then I got one more. And then we'll, I, we'll, we'll I think it, I think it's very important when you have a manager that doesn't have any postseason experience, um, you know, he can't talk from experience, you know, they, they didn't have any players. So basically they were all new to this experience. And then you go up against an experienced manager and a team with a lot of postseason games. So, um, you know, you hate to see that Cinderella story because it was a great story, um, you know, for them winning division, uh, winning 100 games, uh, you know, and, and beating up on the Red Sox and, and stuff like that. And uh, But I think I think what happens, I think those days off, you know, being the, the one seed, I think that hurt them. And I think, you know, when the season ended on, Sunday and they were able to turn around and play on Tuesday. I think you might have seen a better, better result. But um, I just, I, you know, at that particular time of the year, I wouldn't want those many days off. I, I like the playoff format. Um, you know, when you had the three division winners and you had the one wild card, and I would love to see, you know, seven game series. You know, the the first round seven games. Uh, you know, the ALCS seven games and then the World Series, even seven or you can even go old school and see nine games. That way, you know, everybody's got to play and you can't hire your fourth and fifth starter. They're going to have to come out and, yeah, and perform just like they just like they've done all year. Um, and you look at some of these short series like, uh, you know, my, my buddy's a Philly fan. So I've been giving him a hard time. I'm like, when are we going to see Taiwan Walker? Like, I want to see him pitch. You know, he had a great year. Yeah. You know, he's part of, you know, he's part of that group. And and then all of a sudden, uh, we may not even see him. I, I mean, I'm assuming we're going to see him in a, in a seven-game series, but we may not. That's a great point, too, because, you know, because of the – the the teams that had the best records this year, a lot of them getting bounced. You're hearing a lot of a, a lot of criticism of the current format, <clears throat> and I think you're right. I think if you go way back to the '80s, four teams made the postseason, two from each league, and you play right. one playoff round. The next thing you know, in the World Series, pretty good chance the best team's going to win the World Series. Nowadays, 
it's much easier to get into the postseason. But once you get with all these different things going on and you start with the three game series, you your starter has, you, you know, your number one guy has a blister or has a rough night. And your back's against the wall because you can't lose two. Whereas right. in a seven-game series, the better team's usually going to come out ahead. I usually think when we get to this part of the season, the seven-game series, more times than not, and a great point was a Taiwan Walker. If you're in a three-game, in a five-game series, you're not going to see a Taiwan Walker. Right. You're going you're gonna to see the three big boys. And and if, depending on who it is, that 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 number one guy is going to go twice. And, and you know, you look at Schilling and Randy Johnson, 2001, coming back on two, three days rest. Bumgardner was famous for that with, with those San Francisco Giants team. But you don't have to see that. I think that's a great point is because people are already starting to bang the drums. They, they need to change this format. And I'm thinking, yeah, they probably need to, punish the teams that weren't as good during the regular season, right, maybe right. not give them an off day, maybe not let them set up their rotation. The teams that win a hundred games, they should be, they should have some benefits for winning a hundred because you play 162. That's a lot of games. And usually the best team has a hundred wins, not the, right. not the 84 win team. Like you mentioned an Arizona diamondback who have been phenomenal by the way, in the postseason. But I think that's a great point. The three, the five game series versus the seven, the seven is a true test. Who's got that better, that better roster. Well, let me, let me, let me mention this because let's say if you do, you know, we had six teams on each side. What if you want to go with five, you go with two wild cards, so if the season ends on Sunday, then the four and five would have to play on Monday. And then that winner goes and then you start the, uh, you know, the, I, I would love to see a seven game series starting on, on Tuesday and Wednesday right out of the gate, right after the season's over. Because, you know, with that seven game series, everybody's going to have to play like, you, you know, you, you can't you can't run and hide. Um, your four and five starters are going to be involved, and then you'll you'll see you know how the the managing is going to be different because you know you won't be you know quick to you know get the bullpen up in the third inning and making changes in third and fourth inning, uh, you know because you're going to have to you know let some of these guys go a little bit longer and and not burn out your bullpen. Yeah, I th I think it's great. I'd love to see the seven game. It's just a true test. You know, you play a seven game series. And you lose that series, you go home and say they were the better team. You play a three-game series and go, wait a minute, they got lucky that first day because there's always an excuse that can be made, and and maybe rightfully so. Um, you know, you don't get a chance to play uh, all those wild card teams. It was three games in one city, so you didn't even get to have a home game for those teams. That didn't even have a home right. game. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think there's something has to be tweaked. What that answer is, I think I think you got a good uh, a good starting point with that. Uh, make it four and five, and make them play off of that extra spot. Uh, but I'd love to see these seven game series. The only thing is, you know, you'll get into the union, and you'll get talking with the players' association. They're going to say, "Oh, we want, uh, we don't want more games. If we have more games, you know, how's the pay structure set up?" And I'm not saying anything bad against the union. That's just business, you know, and right. then you get into, should we make the 162 game schedule 158 and then add more playoff games? You know, who, who knows what it could be? Well, if you look I at it, so, out. so you had, you had the three wild card games. Uh, then you had the five um, ALDS. So that's eight. And then now you have seven and seven. So that's actually 22 games, but it would be the same amount. 
if you have the one wild card game and then you have the three seven game series, you know, if that thing plays all the way out, it was, it'll be the same 22 games. I just right. think it'll look better. And like you said, you know, you're going to reward the teams that, you know, won 100 games and they, you know, they want to keep the momentum going. And I think, you know, in that situation, season ends on Sunday and then you see the Braves play on Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, you may have seen uh, a different Braves team because, you know, those guys had some historic phenomenal years and uh, they didn't even make it. They didn't even make it to the World Series. So they, um, you, you know, Philly, for some reason, you know, I'm looking at Philadelphia and their season turned around. And it's it's funny because the, the, the fans in Philly are ruthless. And all of a sudden, they started cheering for Trey Turner, and he got hot, and they haven't looked back. You know, normally, you know, the new guy comes in, and he's struggling. I mean, they're booing you. They're, they're riding you and, you know, giving you a hard time. And, uh, you know, he was, he was struggling, ready to roll over. But I think they realized, like, hey, this guy's, you know, a great player. Uh, he's running out there every day. He's playing. Um, you know, let's do something different. And, I, you know, I don't know who was behind that, but it was a genius move on the fans. And, you know, they they may win it all because I, I can just see Toro Lovello messing up the <laughs> Diamondbacks in that series. I, I can see that coming a mile away. All right, let's get to let's get to these postseason matchups and and how they got there. Arizona versus Philly. What do you see in the two series come uh, coming in to to make it to this point in the season? And uh, what do you think we're going to see out of those two those those two uh, those two teams? Diamondbacks, Phillies. I tell you what, the the Diamondbacks um, they kind of struggled against the Phillies and the Mets in the regular season. You know, especially playing on the East Coast. Um, but, you know, they have been there this year. It's going to be a totally different atmosphere. There's a lot of players on that team that don't have, you know, this, a, you know, the, the NLCS experience. Um, so that's going to that's going to play a factor. Um, you know, Philly has, you know, all the experience. Uh, it seems like Robbie Thompson is like making all the, you know, pushing all the right buttons. Um, so but, you know, Arizona. Uh, you know, they, you know, they were kind of like the Cinderella story. Then they kind of, after the all-star break, they, you know, they kind of went through a really bad spell and then they had to fight and make their way back in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, hats off to them, um, you know, but I, I look back at their season and, and, you know, this Corbin Carroll is, um, more than what they advertised. I mean, this kid, you know, me, you know, I, I love speed on the field. Uh, you know, you can't coach speed. Uh, the guy is just a disruptor. And they had a lot of young kids with a lot of speed. And that was a big difference in their season because those kids could put the ball in play. Um, they weren't afraid to steal bases. They weren't afraid to take extra bases. And then he ended up, uh, you know, hitting with a little power. And I've always liked Marte, uh, you know, as a switcher, to, you know, hitting in the, you know, in the top of the lineup. So, uh, the, the, the key is, uh, you know, I do have some concern about, you know, Tommy Pham hitting in the three hole because, uh, you know, he doesn't look good on the breaking balls. Um, so I, I'm curious how they're going to have the lineup, but they're just going to keep, you know, keep Pham in the three hole and, and ride that wave or, or are they going to do something different? But, um, 
you know, time will tell. Phillies? Uh, they they look pretty tough to beat right now. And yeah, Phillies. That, Phillies that, that, whole, that home field, you mentioned Philly. They they turn out, especially all the sports in Philadelphia. I grew up there. I grew up in Jersey as a little kid. Uh, and they turn out, and, and it's tough on an opponent and it, when you're at when you're at their ballpark. Right. Yeah. And well, you know, the thing about it, I, I played in Philly, but it was at that old stadium and I was like, Oh, veteran stadium. Oh, yeah. it's terrible. You know, and, and now, you know, it's a really nice park and you know, the fans are right on you. So I'm, I'm sure that, you know, they're, they're probably pretty loud. Uh, but that, that old veteran stadium was terrible. You know, thank God it's not around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and let's go over the first game of the of the uh, of the NL of the of the championship series is going to be tomorrow. It's going to be the Rangers versus the Astros. Same question: How did these te- two teams get here? What do you see out of the Rangers first, then the Astros? Uh, with the Rangers, um, nobody expected Evaldi to 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 come through. Um, John Gray. You know, he did a pretty good job during the season uh, until he got hurt. Uh, I, I, I'm I, a Jacob DeGrom basher. I've, I've been bashing him, like, the last few years. I, I don't even know why they thought uh, he was going to play. Um, you know, and then they picked up Scherzer. And, you know, I think he kind of came in and kind of threw everything out of whack. And then that's why they kind of went through this bad spot. Um, and then as, it looks like as soon as he got hurt, they started playing a lot better. So I, I know he wants to get out there, but I'm curious to see how Bruce Bochy is going to – is he going to think about using Scherzer or just kind of like keep him on the sidelines and just kind of ride ride the uh, the, uh, the pitches they have. I, I like their pitches to have of all these. Uh, he's not afraid to, you know, to go seven innings. Uh, it's, I think Montgomery's pitching – um, I, you know, I always like lefties that throw the ball in 95. Um, I, I know, um, you know, I li- even liked it when he was with the Yankees. I know they traded him, but um, I, I just like left-handed pitchers that, that throw 95. Um, so, but it's going to be an interesting series because the Astros, you know, they have the experience. Um, their, their starters usually can go, you know, they can give you five great innings and then, you know, they piecemeal the bullpen and matchups together. So, uh, I, I think that series can go either way. I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't uh, look to see what the season series ended up, but uh, it could go either way. Yeah, I look at that Houston team, and they really haven't been talked about a lot. You know, they had the first round bye, and they end up, right. they end up winning. Um, they end up winning their series against the Twins, but nobody's really been talking about them. And, and this is probably from from their manager down to the 25th man on the roster. That's probably the most experienced postseason roster of all the teams in this, in this tournament right. and uh, something about them. I'm just like, they've been there and done that so many times, especially that core group of guys. You got Verlander back. He's looked great in the, his last three starts. He's looked like 25 year old Verlander. He's going right. to be tough if he continues down. And then, you know, you go with Valdez and, and, uh, it just looks tough for me. I look at the four. I know the Phillies are hot. I know Arizona's been been hot as a firecracker. Uh, the Rangers, 
finished the season slow. They've won five straight, and you never know. But I look at this Astros team, and I just go, wow. They're kind of flying under the radar, but they're just they're they're just professional and and they just have more experience than everybody else. Yeah, I, I think I you know I think you know like they're the they're the guys that nobody wants to root for, uh, nobody wants to talk about, but they just don't go away. Um, you know, Dusty Baker keeps them, uh, you know, on an even course. Uh, you know, I was I was happy to see Michael Brantley, uh, you know, come back and play. I know he's been injured uh, for a long time. Uh, you know, I've always liked him. You know, guy has a sweet swing, left-handed hitting 300. Um, you know, can hit the ball all over the ballpark. Uh, great baseball savvy player. Uh, so um, people just don't want to root. I mean, I, I get it; they don't want to root for him. Uh, but I, I think a lot of people want to root for Dusty, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, he's been, uh, you know, winning, you know, for a long time with a lot of different teams. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I remember when he was with the Reds and he, you know, won 97 games. Uh, they didn't have a, um, you know, a good first round of the playoffs. They got beat and then they fired him and, um, you know, they didn't really give him a chance to like, you know, get two or three more years in. He probably would have won a uh, World Series because they had a they had a nice squad then and they had a really good pitching staff, but uh didn't work out. Um, you know, and then the right, you know, moment came for him to take over Houston. And um so it's gonna be a it's it's gonna be uh, a good series because I know there's been some bad blood between those two teams during the season. Um, you know, I think I think uh, they hit Alvarez and then, you know, Houston turned around and hit somebody. So, uh, you know, we may not want to miss anything in that series because, you know, it's, it's going to be old school and it, it might be some bad blood and, you know, we'll, we'll be waiting for it. I, I, you mentioned uh, Dusty. It, awesome. He's one of those guys, as you know, uh, there's not too many guys in this game and especially in our baseball circles uh, that, that never have a negative thing said about him. Dusty's one of those guys. I've never to this day, Albert, everybody I've met in and out of the game. I've never heard a negative word about Dusty Baker. One of the great guys of, of the game. So yeah, you're right. Everybody's going to be cheering for Dusty, but at the same time, Bruce Bochy's another one of those iconic managers that's just beloved throughout the game, especially all the, all the players that have played for him. I got to play for him one year. So you got that, you got the Texas matchup. It's Houston against Dallas. And then, you know, potentially, and we mentioned a little bit earlier, it's a potential Verlander Scherzer first game matchup. I don't know if Scherzer's going to be on the mound talking to Boach today. He said, uh, Scherzer said he's ready to go, which, We'll see. And you're right, though. He might be held back and in, in that, uh, you know, relief role. We don't know yet. I, I wasn't told, but it'll be right. a lot of intrigue in that in that uh, in that matchup. All right. Albert Bell, Arizona Philly. Who's your pick to move on to the next round? Oh, God, I, I'm just going to take I'm just going to take Philly based on experience. Um, they got the home field. Um you know, but I was happy, and I think everybody here was happy to to not see the Dodgers go. You know, Arizona. I mean, they put a they put a beat down on them, so everybody here is happy. Um, but I think their their luck uh, is going to run out. Uh, it, it's a nice run. 
you know, a great, a great story. Uh, Corbin, Corbin Carroll. I love Corbin Carroll and Marte. I mean, you know, speed and power at the top of the lineup. You know, those guys are exciting. Um, but there is kind of like an X factor, um, you know, Christian Walker. Uh, you know, I watched him hit and, and he, you know, he's a young hitter and, you know, he put up a nice, you know, you know, 30 homers, 100 RBIs. But I think, you know, with just a little, a few adjustments, uh, you know, he can be a, a 41-20 guy, you know, for a long period of time, kind of like, uh, you know, Polar Bear and, with the Mets. And um, so he's kind of like the X factor. Um, you know, w- you know, will he be able to come up with some big hits and drive in some runs and, and to give the um, – you know, the Diamondbacks a chance. All right, let's move over to the Rangers Astros. Who's your pick? Oh, man. I, I'll, I, you know what? I'm just going to go with, go with Dusty. I'm going to go with Dusty. You know, you know, Bochy's got three rings and, and Dusty's got one. So I'm like, okay, you know, you know, Dusty wins two. And then I was like, okay, and Bochy's got three. Okay, so now it's time for somebody else to come in and, and get the rings after that. But uh, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to see, you know, Dusty get his second ring. Uh, they they have the team to do it. They have the pitching. You know, those guys have been coming up with big hits. Uh, surprisingly, uh, you know, good starting pitching uh, has, has kept them in the games. So, uh, but, uh, you know, Corey Seager and Simeon and uh you know have, have have bounced back and had some pretty good seasons so i mean it could go either way it's going to be uh you know a great series but i, I think the edge is going to be with with uh, dusty okay we got it we got albert bell's matchup it's going to be the houston astros philadelphia phillies in the world series crystal ball who's hoisting the trophy <laughs> Oh God, I do not, I do not, I do not want Philly. I have, I, I have some, I have some Philly buddies here, and my Minnesota Vikings just got beat at Philly, and then Philly, the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, so it's been nonstop Philly, and I'm just like, okay, you know what, you know whether it's Houston or Texas, I want one of them to hoist the trophy and not Philadelphia, but I just think. You know, the Diamondbacks, they just don't have that experience. And I, I think you'll see, you know, Tori Lovello, you know, he's going to make some moves that's really going to get second guess. You heard it here. Albert Bell, He's he's got the Houston Astros winning the whole thing. Is that right? Yeah, the Houston Astros. Houston Astros I, one of the I, 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 I think Philly. I think Philly could pull it off, but. Um, you got to make one pick. You got to make a pick. Yeah, I'm taking Houston. I'm I'm going with Houston. You're going with Houston. Houston. Yeah. You heard it there, Houston. And this is, uh, this has been a lot of fun, Albert. I appreciate you coming. For those, for those of you watching or listening to the Boone podcast out there, Albert and myself, we, we become kind of buddies after, after our playing days. He was a guy that I looked to as a young player and I always wanted to be like Albert Bell. I said, that guy's a beast. I want to hit like him. And uh, I've always admired what a great player you've been. And, and I know this is going to make you laugh. Albert was recently, he's, he's now a Cleveland Guardian Hall of Famer. Are you a Guardian Hall of Famer or are you a Cleveland Indian Hall of Famer? Uh, I, went in, <laughs> I went in as an Indian uh, with their Hall of Fame. But um, I, I've had so many people from Cleveland, they were like, what were they thinking? How did they come up with this name? 
it's like the worst possible name they can come up with. Like, what were they thinking? And I said, I have no idea. I have not asked anybody or try to find out what's going on. But uh, I, I hope they change the names. They used to be uh, the Cleveland Spiders, and they had a pretty cool-looking logo, and I like that, which, uh, you know, I had suggested for them to use that. But um, I don't know how they came up with the, with the Guardians. I mean, they spent like two or three years and had all these – research teams and 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 feedback from the fans and and i was like i don't think the fans would have come back and want to be named the guardians i don't see that um there's a gentleman right up the street he's from cleveland and i see him walking when i take my kids to school and he hates it like he won't even wear his guardians gear he has his indians gear and he has his browns gear and he he will not wear his guardians gear so <laughs> well, a lot of people don't like that name, so. All right, man. Well, I'm. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. I'll be looking forward to our text thread as the as the playoffs start. There's going to be a lot of them, and those are only for me and you to see. That's not for the whole public. We we here's our public persona. We we have fun with the text thread. I'm sure yeah, I'll, be, yeah. I'll be hearing a lot from you. Yeah, don't don't show it to uh, Harper. I don't want him staring at me all day. all right and for all of you out there watching the boom podcast listening to the podcast i appreciate it we'll catch you next time all right thanks for having me